When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Garrett and I are here to break down the first joint practice between the Ravens and Commanders. It was a lively session, to say the least, competitive, and good and good work, good practice. Uh, Garrett, what stood out to you first and foremost? I mean, look, I think when you are facing a different team, when you line up against somebody and they got an opposite jersey on across from you, I think it does just elevate the intensity of practice. I think you could sure. feel that like early on. We were doing a live stream throughout the entire practice, um, and the very first play of one-on-ones was Roquan Smith against one of the running backs for Washington. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. And Roquan came through and popped him, and it was you know basically a pass rush drill. And I immediately I was like, oh, this is going to be a physical practice. I mean, mm-hmm. now you're going up. This, this is what these joint practices are. The intensity goes up, physicality goes up, and this is a chance, I think, for – guys who are the starters to get more work against another first team mm-hmm. on the other side. For you sure. don't get into the preseason. I mean, that's not happening <laughs> right. in the preseason. And so that's the, that's taking place in these practices. So I thought that was the case throughout the day. I thought, like you said, I thought it was a good day of work, physical, tough, intense practice. Obviously, fans that are out there and, uh, you know, on the internets, yeah. uh, they're going to see the headlines about the the fights. Of course. That happened between the Commanders and Ravens today. And, uh, I'll just say, like, kind of to the point, this stuff happens. This is not unique. Certainly not the first time that we've heard about joint practices and there's being some scuffles. Uh, the Ravens and the Commanders are, uh, yeah. The Ravens, have, I think, traditionally, like, they've stayed away from that stuff in lar- to a large degree in uh, the many years that they've done joint practices. And I'll also add that it got broken up pretty darn fast. Yeah. Like, you know, after uh, the second one, kind of separated teams, cooled off a little bit, whatever. Like, that stuff happens. I think, you know, you, you try, you don't want it to happen. You try to avoid it. But to your point, when guys are getting competitive in practice and you've been practicing against your own team for three weeks or whatever, and you see somebody on the other side who's trying to prove a point, you're both trying to prove a point, this stuff happens. I mean, look, you got guys out here competing for jobs, competing for playing time. It's right. a hot practice, yeah. physical it, practice. Definitely, as the practice got on, it got to... Got a little bit uh, chippier. Yeah, and I think that, like, everyone is kind of out here to prove something. Yeah. Whatever their situation is, whether it's win a starting job, whether it's to show that they're one of the best, whether it's to earn a spot on the team, whatever their situation is, yeah, everyone's competing to show something. Um, and so when you get another team, um, and they also got people trying to show things too, the, these scuffles and skirmishes can happen. Um, yeah. And, I like, I know that 
I understand that that's going to be like what people are talking about after a practice like this. You see the clips and all that, and that's mm-hmm. what people focus on. But I really don't think that like that is the biggest takeaway. I don't think the players and no. the coaches are coming away from it being like, man, that was, you know, what a, a fight ridden practice. Like that, that's not, I really don't think that that's the way that they're, they're looking at it. I think they're looking at it like physical, intense, good work. Of course, you know, there were some scuffles that had to get broken up, but like really happy with the way that the work they were able to get done. Yeah, totally agree. Well, you you mentioned the first play on the defensive yeah. side of one on ones. I wanted to point to the first play of one on ones on the offensive side, and that was Zay Flowers. Yeah, one of the matchups that I put out a, a ga- photo gallery of ten matchups I was most looking forward to seeing, and one of those certainly on the list was Zay Flowers versus Emmanuel Forbes, two first round rookies. Uh, Forbes picked I think six spots ahead of Zay, mm-hmm. and sure enough, one on one start up wide receiver cornerback DB. First guys to the line, Zay versus Forbes. And, oh, 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 Zay put on a show. Just took him deep on the first one. Just super quick release off the line. Went deep. Was wide open. I mean, by NFL standards, like, wide Wide open. open. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He had had a couple steps on him. Caught the touchdown. And immediately, just in a huge eruption from the Ravens stands, from fans, and just like, wow. Then, like, three plays later, Zay lines up for another one. Pulls off a nasty juke move, kind of an out move towards the sideline. Defender just basically pulls his jersey off. <laughs> I mean, full handful. And Zay makes a diving catch on the sideline. Yeah. Okay, two for two. Third one, Zay puts a nasty move at the top of his stem on. Come, It's a comeback in which he gets basically perpendicular to the field. I mean, like, this cut is so sharp that he's horizontal mm-hmm. and comes back and catches the ball. Uh, gets gets makes that catch. So then he was done. Uh, we saw all we needed to see. <laughs> right, three good. for three. Go grab some water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I showed. Yeah, I think I showed what I'm about. Um, so that was just that was to me. It was so fun. That was a highlight of practice. Yeah, I, I mean, Zay Flowers has been doing that to to Ravens defenders at time in the camp. But yep. I think like now to go do it to another team and the Emmanuel Forbes piece is interesting because I think that. To some degree, like when when you go through the draft process, like there's certain guys who you always will kind of pay attention to because they get a lot of buzz as potential mock draft picks yep. to the Ravens, mm-hmm. and so then you, I think Ravens fans, myself included, you always pay a little bit of closer attention yep. to those guys and how their careers go. They always got to get measured up against each other, and that will be the case with Emmanuel Forge because there was a decent amount of draft buzz that he could end up in Baltimore. That's Cliff's guy. Cliff ended up taking him in his first that round. That was lock. Cliff's guy. And, I uh, wonder what Cliff was thinking seeing Zay just cook him. <laughs> I think he's saying, "I'm glad we got Zay." <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think that um, that you know it, it'll be fun to watch him. Yeah, over the course of tomorrow's practice too. Yeah, for sure. Well, just as, career, a si- yeah. as a side note, really, Zay is going to be compared against the others, rookie wide receivers. He will. He, he will. It's going to be Jordan. It's going to be Jordan Addison. It's yeah. going to be um, Smith and Jigba. Smith and Jigba, and, and it's going to be Quentin Johnston. Those guys are always going to be compared to each other. But 100%. it's just, it's always just when there's all those players who end up during that process of getting mocked. I think it's kind of fun to watch how their careers play out and where it goes from here. Yeah, uh, just another one on ones. I'm just going through my practice notes here, and and granted. One-on-ones always favor the wide receiver. Okay, so keep that in mind. So, uh, Tariq Black took went deep for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Nelly had a touchdown opportunity, dropped it, though. Got a P.I. call, but then broke free from the P.I. call. Could have had it, touchdown drop. Zay could have had another long touchdown. In that was on 7-7. Seven, seven. That was 7s, right, but looked like he got kind of caught looking back up. Something happened where he couldn't didn't judge it right, but he got 
open, didn't make catch. He got open, just the the ball tracking is where he lost it. Yeah, ended up like just kind of falling beyond his outstretched arms. It seems like maybe he had another gear that he could have gone and got the ball. Yeah, almost. A he big was not at top speed at the top of that route to go get that ball, and it ended up falling too far. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was that was uh, that was interesting. I thought that Justice Hill had a really nice he, day. Justice he was one of my practice standouts. Yeah, and. You know, he had a, a nice runner on the uh, around the outside, good blocking. I mean, look at you shot out of a can. Just still newsflash, he's fast. Uh, but his work as a receiver, too, caught a wheel route for a long completion, just continues to show the versatile skill set that he has, specifically as a player in space. And when you talk about Todd Munkin's offense, playmakers in space, speed guys in space. You know, this is what we talked about when the Ravens re-signed Justice Hill, and we're seeing a lot of it, you know, at... I know there's obviously a lot of excitement about J.K. Dobbins returning to practice, and there should be. Gus Edwards feels like he's in line for a career year. He feels like you know physically so much better than he was last year. But don't sleep on Justice Hill yeah. and the kind of potential that he has to impact this offense. I mean, we saw it also. I thought he had good bursts in the preseason opener. So I think mm-hmm. that we're, we're yeah, kind of seeing the longest that. play from scrimmage. Yeah, like Justice. Um, I do think we're sleeping on him a little bit. I mean, I think that like this Maybe is somebody you are. Me, you are. I'm not. Big, big point. I am not. I've you been a, are. I, I've been a. I've been a believer in his ability, and also, like, you got to keep in mind, he is another guy who is now a year removed from a serious injury. He had yeah. a torn Achilles. He looks so good. Come, he was of all the guys coming back from major injuries, he looked like physically the best. He did. Now, a lot of those guys had knees. He had Achilles, so that's a different injury, but still a yeah. major injury. Yeah. And I so mean, Bowser had an Achilles. Yeah. And he he. <laughs> Like his his burst looks really good. He got back on the field quickly last year, played all year, but I think like he just seems like he's even even better, even yeah. more fully recovered. I do think he's gonna factor in in this running game and in this passing game. Todd Munkin has said he wants to get the ball into his backs more often. That like the pat the running back's gonna be a larger piece of this passing attack. Mm-hmm. And the best receiving back is probably Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. JK maybe, but like you know, JK is he, JK is still working his way back. By the way, we haven't done a podcast since JK came back. So yep. he returned on uh, Monday, but he did not go through any of the full team stuff on Tuesday's practice against the Commanders. I mean, it's going to be a ramp-up process for him. I would be surprised if he did full team stuff against the Commanders on Wednesday. I think the Ravens want to be cautious mm-hmm. with him and getting him back. John Harbaugh did say he's 100% healthy, but obviously he hasn't practiced so I think that you just want to be cautious with him coming back. JK might have, he's, you know, yeah. going against commanders. <laughs> nah, everything yeah. involved with commanders and not a regular season game. Nah. Right. Fair. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, he, I just wanted to mention that he is back. But anyway, long way of saying, I do think Justice Hill will be probably more of a piece of this offense than we all realize at the start of training camp. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, one another position group that I was keeping a close eye on is the, the offensive line of the Ravens. And really, I mean, Washington's got some studs. Their defensive front is excellent. Studs. I mean, Deron Payne is really good. He looks like, I mean, he's like a, a linebacker out mm-hmm. there. He, he is so fast off the ball. He's a great player. Then Jonathan Allen is another really good player on the defensive tackle. They have Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I mean, their front four is nasty. Yeah. And so it's a really good test for the Ravens offensive line. And I thought it held up pretty darn well. Uh, I thought that John Simpson, who's still getting the first team reps at, at left guard, had a pretty good practice um, blocking well. 
And even here's a name we haven't talked about: Sam Mustafer. The backup center, backup center competition is is a competition. All to watch. eyes were on the backup center competition. I wanted to watch Sam Mustafer today. That was my number one guy. <laughs> Everybody showed up at Under Armour Performance I Center. I noticed he had some nice blocks. All right, glued into that Look, backup center I'm competition. A football guy. All right, I'm paying attention you to everything. You're just, just here over watching. here. I love OBJ. I just <laughs> want to watch every OBJ play. <laughs> Nah, some of us are watching the Sam Mustafers of the world. Okay. All, All right. right. Sad Sam look. Sam look good. <laughs> All right. Uh, ben Cleveland had a one block uh, One block that really kind of stood out to me. Just turned his defender right away. Uh, he was at, getting reps at right tackle. Continued, continued to see him get reps at guard and tackle. Um, he was somebody that you and I were talking about before practice that, you know, he got, there was some criticism because he allowed a pressure on one series of the preseason uh, opener against the Eagles. Granted, that pressure came from a guy who could have possibly been the number one yeah. overall pick. Yeah, it was Jalen Carter. Exactly. He was going to be a pretty darn good player. Newsflash, he's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, look, and that was a bad rep by Ben. Yeah, it he was. Got, exactly. He, he got beat he bad. Got, he got beat on that rep. But, like, overall, I think he had a pretty decent game yeah. against the Eagles. When you look at the t- totality, you don't just focus on one rep. Yeah. Totally. Our guy, Cole Jackson, who's a friend of the lounge, I've been on the podcast. Uh, Cole actually tweeted about that. So shout out to Cole. I thought he made you know, a fair point that um, too often we'll focus on one play to kind of... It's the, one that, it's the clip that goes viral, goes around on social media. Right. It's easy yeah. to like look at that clip and see a great play and then say, oh man, you know Ben Cleveland can't hold up. But that's just one play of an entire game. Yep. Another player who had a really good practice for the Ravens, Odafe Owe. He was he was dominant today. He was. Uh, I think it was Jonas Schaefer had him for three sacks. Tallied that one. You know you can't watch both sides at the same time. So really, you rely on your peers. So shout out to Jonas also uh, for keeping an eye on the defense while Garrett was. I was watching Sam Mustafer. You were watching. OBJ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're over here talking about how you're a football guy. You don't even watch the defense. You don't even you just skip defense. I was uh, I was drilled in on the O line D line. Just so fans know. During these joint practices, the way it works is like there's portions where they're on separate fields. Then they come together, but off it's Ravens offense versus commander's defense on one field, and then it's flipped on the other field. So yeah. you really can't watch both of them at the same time. They're, yeah. they're on separate fields, but just so the listeners know how the format of practice works. Yep, yep. Uh, so Odafe just really dominant. I thought run versus the run, too, played really well, and then the three sacks, you know, in quotes. Uh, so it, it was a pretty... Pretty even practice. You know, the commanders completed some. Ravens defense got some. It was pretty even, I would say, evenly matched on that side. But Adafe, it was not an even match in his one-on-one. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of excitement for him going into last year, too. Yep. And he didn't put up the kind of numbers that he hoped, and I think Ravens fans were hoping that he would have last year. I think he learned from that experience. I think that he's going to be better this year. I, I think that him and Ajabo seem to feed off of each other. They seem to really like playing for Chuck Smith, new outside linebackers coach. Adafe has added some new elements to his game. Like He talked about how he views himself as a power rusher now. And I think mm-hmm. we all look at him as like, oh, this is just a speed guy, athletic freak. But he's setting the edge well. He's playing with more power. And so if, like, if he can do a fraction of what he did in today's practice and carry that into the season, then he's going to be a disrupt- disruptive player. And the Ravens need him. The Ravens need him to be a really quality player because – like their pass rush has taken a hit. No Calais Campbell, no Justin Houston. Ty Spouser's working his way back and hasn't been on the field yet. Like yep. there's a lot on Adafi Owe, and I think that today's practice was a good sign for him going into the season. Totally agree. All right, so since I know you've just been waiting to talk about OBJ, <laughs> all right, so you know I, I, I thought good practice for him. Uh, snagged a one hander that got some oohs and ahs from the crowd. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, tried to elevate over Emmanuel Forbes to get one. The throw was a little short. Uh, didn't quite get that one. I think it, was, it might have popped hit off him. the back of the helmet. Yeah, exactly. I thought it hit him in the head. Yeah. Um, For, hit, hit Forbes. Hit, yeah. Exactly, in the back of the head. Um, you know, I think there's Lamar took like three straight deep shots in that 11-on-11 portion. And the one to Zay was a good throw. I think Zay could have had that one if he had judged it correctly or whatever. The sun was into the eyes. We already talked about that. And then the one that was a little short to OBJ, and then he, he put one too long to Mark Andrews, who broke wide open up the seam of the numbers. And, uh, you know, so Odell, Lamar kind of dialing in that deep ball. That's going to be an important thing. You asked Odell or Lamar about, about that deep ball after practice. He said he wants to be precise on every single pass not just yeah, the long he basically did what you just said i don't worry about just the deep ball yeah, he, he just basically dropped the hammer on you he said <laughs> hey g you want another one i don't just worry about the deep shots i worry yeah. about every pass like what are you talking about deep shots oh, yeah, exactly <laughs> he was taking but a lot of deep shots my, that was the best part of the day was lamar dunking on you <laughs> he did not dunk on me <laughs> um hey i i do think it seemed like what, what maybe honestly asked that question was like it just seemed like he wanted to push the ball up the field today. So you went a long way around here, but one of the deep shots was to Odell that he caught. <laughs> it was on a scramble play. Yeah. Um, no, the Mark Andrews was a scramble play. I'm Mark Andrews is a long one. Yeah, yeah he also had Mark Andrews yeah, on the long stepped way. up and to the left. And they but hit but he hit, he hit um, Odell. That was on the one up. where Mark was basically there. They had to be DPI. I didn't see the flag, right? Yeah. There had to be defense pass interference. He caught it with like one hand. Yeah, that was a great play by Mark. But, um, but yeah, I think that the deep shot to Odell is encouraging. I think that that's, I think that that is something that's one of the many reasons they brought Odell Beckham Jr. here. I, I don't think he's just going to be a, like a, he's not just a deep threat. I think actually really where he's going to make his biggest impact is on like moving the chains and clutch catches. I think where red that's zone. where he's going to be like red, red zone, red zone, yeah, like big moments. Odell Beckham <laughs> is going to be huge for this team. Mark, Mark Andrews still it doesn't want to give up the uh, the throne though in big moments either. He doesn't, and today was a reminder of that. Yep. Like, first play of 11-on-11, 11 11, boom, Mark Andrews. Yep. Scramble route down the side, the one you just mentioned, Mark gets interfered with probably. Yep. Ends up making a tough catch. Yeah. Like, Mark played with a chip on his shoulder, got into a scuffle, yep. um, as we all saw, I'm sure. Saw the clips <laughs> of that. But, like, he played with an attitude and with an edge, which is, like, how he always is. Yeah, I mean, the guy plays angry. Breaking news: Mark Andrews is a dog. He is. I mean, he 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 plays angry. Yeah. We've seen that, and that's how he was today. Well, and and really, you know, this as we were kind of mentioning, this is his preseason. This is a lot of starters' mm-hmm. preseason, right? And so they're going to play hard. Yeah, you know, and uh, they want to get sharpened up for the regular season. Yeah, totally. But I, I will say, like, we kind of spent some time talking about like, what's his role going to be? Is it? maybe going to be a little reduced with all these weapons they've added, new offense, how's the tight end going to be featured? And I asked him about that today. Like, how do you think this is coming together, and what do you see your role being? And uh, he just was like, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this offense. And I thought that was a good indication of how he's feeling right now, and he also said he feels like this is going to be a special Lamar year. So he's he really feels like this offense is coming together nicely for him and for the team. So let's take a quick break. Then when we come back, we'll give you some more observations and thoughts on today's practice. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings, which is the official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited-time offer that you don't want to miss. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, the promo code is FLOCK. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. Well, we were talking about OBJ, and we didn't really finish that conversation. I mean, we talked about he had the one deep ball down the sideline, but really the comments after practice I thought were the most interesting things about OBJ, kind of. I mean, Lamar basically said, I mean, he flat out said, this dude's faster than people think he is coming off this knee, right? And that was one of the questions about OBJ. A year out of football, coming back from a second major knee injury. What's that top gear like for OBJ? Does he still have it? That was the question. Yeah. And Lamar is like, yeah, he's still got it. Well, I, I actually a play I thought that kind of showed that it was a short route. It was just like a little <laughs> screen mm-hmm. to Odell, and he caught it and kind of zigzagged between a bunch of defenders, and he basically ran all the way down the field in a real game. I don't think he would have. Yeah. But but to me, that it burst. showed like good burst, good agility total comfort and confidence in that knee. I think that's a good indication. And I actually go to what Marlon Humphrey said about Odell. Yeah. Where he basically said they've been talking and Odell's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to like turn it all the way up on you in practice. Like I'm going to reserve some for the games. Yeah. I don't want to make you look too bad. And Marlon was like, there's been times he's made me look bad in practice. So if he's holding something back, right. like that's a pretty good sign for this team. <laughs> yeah. Well, Marlon also said he expects 2,000-yard receivers for the Ravens this year. Yeah, he he so was he very didn't say who, which two, but he said he expects two pretty confidently two thousand yard receivers. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty interesting in hearing from Marlon because, like, even before he got to that point, he talked about like Washington's got some some good receivers over there, and basically he was like, yeah, like in practice we go against this really good, really deep receiving course. So, like we're getting really good work for the season, and like, he just seems to be really high on the Ravens receiving group, like thinks that they're super talented. So if he thinks there's going to be 2,000-yard receivers and he feels like Odell's holding things back for the regular season, like all of that says to me, like, this is going to be a really good receiving core this year and there's reason to be excited about them. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just it's it's fun to see, especially in joint practice, to see him do it against somebody else, you know? Like, yeah, you see, you see and then Marlon Humphreys had his hands full with Zay and with OBJ and all that stuff too, but you see Zay, all right, it's not just going against whatever, you know, Rock or, you know, the Ravens are kind of fi- trying to figure out who their number two or number three corners are. Well, now you're going against Emmanuel Forbes and against the Commanders going against another team. Same result. Yeah. Cooking them. Yeah. Um, and I, I think um, in terms of what Lamar had to say today, I mean, he, he talked about the chemistry and feels like it's there with Odell. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's still super excited about Zay Flowers and his shiftiness and I think get to do that against uh, another team. But I think kind of a theme of what we're talking about, he made the point, like he was asked about playing in the preseason and he was basically like, nah, 
<laughs> right. Um, like I didn't play in the preseason last year. Like you, you, you kind of got your answer there. Um, <laughs> but these practices, he feels like are incredibly valuable. Like likes going against another team in these, in these practices. And I think that for guys like him who aren't going to see preseason action, this is where you really get yourself ready. And I think that he's taking these practices seriously. I thought he had a pretty good day. One other guy who I thought had a good day was Tylen Wallace. Um, you know, I thought he had a good camp. He had a good camp. He had the touchdown on Saturday night. Um, you know, his day was again, I know people will focus on like the scuffle, but it was bigger than that. He had several nice catches. I thought he's had a good camp, but he continued what he did on Saturday night and carried that into today. Agree with that. And last thing I'll point out Malik Ham, the undrafted outside linebacker, had some good wins out there today. Saw him come in for a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a pretty strong practice. Yeah, totally. So the one question here, as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. A question from John, who's asked us about the secondary depth. There doesn't seem to be a lot of good news lately about the Ravens' secondary. The list of injured DBs is growing, and the number of free agent cornerbacks are getting slim. How soon do you think that we need to get a veteran to come relieve some of the pressure that's been on the cornerbacks lately, and is it time to start worrying? Well, here's the funny thing about that, <clears throat> and and I agree that obviously the injuries you don't like to see. Uh, Jalen Armour Davis is expected back very soon. John Harbaugh said Rocky Seen is not as soon as Jalen Armour Davis, but it shouldn't soon. be too far off. Is from what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like week one is in jeopardy for Rocky Seen. Uh, Really, the biggest bummer there is Pepe Williams, who's undergoing a second ankle surgery, and uh, John Harbaugh said he thinks maybe he can be back in October, but that one, you know, that's significant. Now, Pepe was a guy who we thought coming into the offseason was really going to compete, be a top uh, challenger for that starting nickel spot, so that's a bummer. Um, But, like, nothing is really significantly changed since OTAs, right? When I don't think that anybody really was complaining so much about the Ravens like cornerbacks during OTAs. Right. It's just that it's like you got a bunch of little injuries right. that are well and Arthur Millette is right. dealing with a hamstring also. It's like you got all but, these guys who are who are on the shelf right now, which right. maybe they're all gonna be ready to go and you feel fine about that. But once you start when when all all of a sudden you've got three guys that are yeah. on the shelf you start to get nervous but it's but it's it's tricky it's like i mean the ravens have did add a couple of defensive backs they added a veteran safety and they uh claimed the guy uh off of off of waivers also yeah and so they the, the, made the, a couple additions but you know how far do you go like you know i think people are getting nervous about the number two cornerback situation because rocky scene's not out there yeah. Right. And because the Ravens basically said, like, there's a co- open competition for that, for that spot, primarily between Rocky Seen and Jalen Armour Davis. Well, not neither of them are on the field, so that makes you nervous. But both are expected back soon. So once they're back on the field, like, do you feel okay about the cornerback competition? Like, Rocky Seen was the signing. Yeah. Rocky Seen was the signing. Instead of bringing back Marcus Peters, they signed Rocky Seen. They have faith in him. Nothing has changed about Rock. You know, I mean, he, yeah, he's banged up right now, but like we said it shouldn't impact week one. Right. And so I get it. I mean, I, I understand that like you can't be weak at cornerback cause that is a potentially just like playoff eliminating weakness uh-huh. that that can really bite you. But as long as the Ravens feel confident that Rocky scene is going to be back and healthy and they feel confident in the player that they've seen up to the, this point with the injury, which I think they, they should, you know, he's been pretty solid. Um, then you don't really have a, a long-standing problem. No, I don't think that it's a 
the two long-standing ones are Pepe Williams and Trayvon Mullen, who's on NFI. And, mm-hmm. you know, Trayvon Mullen was a guy who's probably going to be competing for a roster spot. I do think right. he looked pretty good during some of the offseason practices. But, yeah, but we weren't signing him up for a starting job. But he was he was competing, you yeah. know. But I think it's, it's more of the fact that you basically have had five guys in the secondary who've gone down essentially in camp for some period of time. Yeah. Those two serious. But then, again, Rocky Seen, Jalen Armour Davis, um, and, and Arthur Millett. And Arthur Millett, thank you. And so you're now down five corners for at least as we stand right now. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, Rocky Seen, Arthur Millett, and Jalen Armour Davis are back on the field tomorrow, and everyone's like, oh, we're, we're deep. It's exactly. Deep group. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of my point is like, yeah. how many guys do you sign? They're going to come back from injuries. You can't. You know, right? Yeah, I, I think that you know, right now, it's not. I think the death is a concern. I think whenever you start losing guys at that position, you get nervous. We've seen that before, but I think that I agree with you that there's still a lot of confidence in in Rock and Jalen, um, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. And there's not like there's these a ton of guys who are sitting on the street anymore. So. Um, I think the Ravens are going to roll with who they got well, for now. Yeah, I mean, if you sign a guy who's a veteran who's been a starter elsewhere, what's that mean for Rock when he comes back? Right. And Jalen, who is a pretty talented dude who I want to see get some reps. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, you're, what, you're just going to bump Rock out of the starting, you know, he's probably in line for the starting job. You're just going to bump him because he got hurt for a couple weeks because of his knee? So, John, to answer your question, no. Mink is not slamming the panic button. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not. I I, I get it. it. A lot of it rides on Rock. Is Rock going to be a, a a Rock this year? Is he going to be a really good player for them? You know, they need him to be. I think he should be. He's friend of the lounge, so I, automatically, I think he's going to do great. Yes, podcast bump, podcast bump. Um, that's and does Jalen take the step forward in his second year and play up to the talent level he's got? You know, it's about consistency for him and finding the ball down the field and all that stuff. You know, he's in the guy's hip pockets. It's yeah. just locating the ball and making a play on it, yeah. breaking up passes. So that's the question. Nothing's changed. Those are still the, the, the questions that I had two months ago before their injury. Yeah. So as always, you can email us at lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Send us questions from... Commanders practices. We're going to do another podcast recap after day two of Ravens Commanders practices. So stay tuned for that. Also, head over to the Ravens Press Pass podcast feed. We've got all the press conferences posted in their entirety. Good lineup that we had today Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey, Coach Harbaugh. So make sure you check out what they had to say. You can watch or you can listen to that in the Press Pass podcast feed. Leave a rating and a review. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.